0: Former Texas Tech and Texas men's basketball coach Chris Beard basically said, you can take this job and you can shove it because I'm only here to do some shoving. So can we shove an L down the throat of the number six Longhorns tomorrow? You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy y'all and hello all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by and making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at Aldeo State. So uh, yeah, it's Texas, again. And how many times have we got to say this? A top 10 Texas comes into Stoller, Oklahoma. This is a good opportunity. This is a very, very, very good opportunity. And, you know, Rodney Terry, their interim head coach, he's got his work cut out for him because we have proven time and time again that we are not to be played with. Does that always mean we win? Evidently not. But we've proven that if, if we come to play, Every team in America has something to to worry about, right? And if you look at um, Mike Boynton's most recent press conference, he talked about, you know, the landscape in recruiting and kind of how ironic it is that a good amount of guys that he recruited are playing in the Big 12 or have played in the Big 12. And then he kind of talked about some of the media aspects of it. Now, I do know by and large, he was more or less referring to the Big 12 side of things, but he did say, right, when you have all these kids you know, playing in conference and you're from the New York, New Jersey area, you're very well informed about how the perception nationally of not only Oklahoma State University, but the Big 12 in general in basketball, it's like that, that reservation status, right? Everyone wants to keep pretending that the Big 12 does not own college basketball. If you look at the top 10 toughest schedules in all of college, college basketball, that sentiment would not be accurate. So Mike Boynton kind of talked about how we, here in Big 12 country, and obviously Oklahoma State University, we don't get the national coverage. We don't get the exposure that uh, a lot of these these places get, not only conferences, but schools. So we are constantly fighting a little bit of an uphill battle, which is partially why when people that don't know what they're talking about try to say that the Big 12 is a fledgling conference, um, it's because of the media types that are out on the coast. Both coasts, West Coast, East Coast. The West Coast media is obviously going to sunshine pump the Pac-12 in their immediate area, understandably so. Pac-12 used to be pretty good at basketball. It is what it is. Things have changed. They're they're still pretty good, but they're not the Big 12. And then if you go out east, obviously you've got to, you've got ESPN right there in Connecticut. So what are they going to pump? They're they they pumped a lot of Big East stuff for a long time because the Big East used to be the kings of basketball. But, you know, now, obviously, they, they put a lot of input into the ACC. Uh, the Big Ten tries to puff their chest out every now and again. The SEC pretends they're the SEC, even in basketball, even though that's not exactly the case. So we need to do um, our part, which is precisely what, what we are doing here, right? Our objective is to get Oklahoma State on a national level as much as possible, as big as possible, as quickly as possible would be would be nice. But nonetheless... We're here to get all of the Oklahoma State in- information out there. And part of that is obviously back in the Big 12. The Big 12 is the best. There's no question about it, right? Every, it's, it's one of those things everybody knows, but they want to pretend they don't know. I'm just like if you were to pretend that you weren't aware that Bet Online is where you probably need to go to get all of your betting needs. BetOnline.net is the place you get all of your fix, your news, your stats, your analysis, so do yourself a favor, go to betonline.net and see what they can uh, they can help you with. We have the talent to do a lot of things here. We've proven it time and time again. I'm hoping and praying and praying and hoping that this crowd is indicative. It being 11 a.m. is not the ideal tip-off. I completely understand that, but it's a Saturday, and we've had nothing but bad news for the most part recently in Cowboys football so as we've already uh, kind of pointed out, there's not a better time nor a better reason to go check out Cowboy basketball. Not even to mention the football stuff, but just we have number 6 Texas coming to town. And we're going to have them recruits, some recruits in the building. And these players, just like Caleb Boone talked about on this show, a lot of these guys came to Oklahoma State University because of the crowd, because of Boone Pickens Stadium, because of how infectious it can feel. Guys, let's face it. If you want to feel that exact same feeling, there's only a couple places in America that you can go that are comparable to what the feeling Gallagher-Iba gives you, and that's going to be the Fog, which we just played in, and we should have won. We should have beat KU in the Fog. It should have happened. And maybe Coach K Court, you go to Duke. Uh, obviously, that that's crazy. But a 13,000-plus Gallagher-Iba is, is equally on those two playing fields. So if you're a recruit or you're a kid in America, you want to win? Absolutely. Most definitely. That's what's what you're doing. But you also want to win in an environment that is conducive of getting more out of you than you thought you could get out of yourself, right? That's the thing is that the the 12th man stuff in Seattle or even the 12th man stuff down in Aggieland, A&M, the crowd factor does matter. And what better of an opportunity to showcase what we can do against the number six team in America? Texas is good. You know, they just lost to a very, very hot Kansas State team. Scored all, dropped 103 points and lost. You know, that that goes to show how good K-State is and how deep this conference is. Yet again, it is going to be the, the juggernaut of all of basketball. Mike Boynton talked about how there is a possibility that all 10 teams get into the tournament. Now you know that there's going to be some politics involved somewhere along the line, and that's not going to happen. They're not going to let all big 12 all 10 big 12 teams into the dance. It's just not going to happen. Even if all 10 teams deserve to be there, even if their record strength of schedule RPI, all of that says that they deserve to be there, there's going to be some political bureaucratic nonsense that happens uh, to ensure that the big 12 doesn't get all 10 teams in. So that means you're you're fighting for basically not last place because they've let eight in. Uh, They'll probably let nine in because they, they'd almost have to. Should they let 10 in? Yeah. Are they going to, again, probably not. So you're fighting to stay out of the the cellar in the big 12. And the irony is the cellar of the big 12 is still a a tournament level team. So it's going to be a nail butter. Heck, uh, Texas, right? They have all the talent in the world. Not that that's anything new. That's not newsworthy information. They just, you know, they squeaked by against OU. Uh, same OU who lost to Sam Houston State. Same Houston State that we controlled fairly um, throughout the entirety of the game, fairly well. It just you gotta you gotta come to play. You gotta come to war in the Big Twelve in basketball. And again, Rodney Terry, he's got all the talent to work with. And what what's a better way? maybe, to increase your talent. Well, I think you guys all know where this is going. Uh, my favorite sponsor, always has been, it, it may be, always will be, Bill Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but want all of the benefits of the protein, right, the, the fat and the calories, you gotta try Bill Bar. We've got through the holidays, and I know a lot of people's goals is to eat a little bit healthier. And, And if you're like that, then this is really the only logical option. You gotta try built. With built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You'll think that they're good for you because they are, and then you'll forget that they're good for you because they taste so daggone good. With unbelievable flavors like chiro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond. They have all of the options to suit your heart's desires and right now you can actually swing by your nearest walmart go by the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four box with cookies and cream double chocolate or co- chocolate puff if you're closer to sam's club you can run by there and grab a 13 bar box and hit the same flavors plus more so do yourself a favor go to built bar right now uh, use the promo code locked on get yourself 15 That that is locked on at 15 at built bar so the talent side of things, it's undeniable. We all, we all definitely, definitely remember last year watching the run that Iowa State made and how successful they were in that run. And then to see the fact that they had a transfer was extremely surprising to me, right? Tyrese Hunter was, <laughs> he was a dude. There's a reason he was the Big 12 freshman of the year. It's crazy how Iowa State built up so fast. They were so, so good, and then, you know, couldn't, couldn't exactly keep the roster intact. I, I find that kind of odd. Um, and I hate it for Iowa State, the Tyrese Hunter, going to Texas because we've all been there. We all know how that goes. It is what it is. Um, but right now, they just had somebody named to the wooden watch list, which is Marcus Carr. Marcus Carr has been all around college basketball. I went to Pitt, uh, and then from Pitt, he transferred on out of there, and then uh, I can't remember where his second stop was, um, but then he obviously c- comes here, and him being from Ar- Ontario, Canada, and playing at Montverde Academy, right? That in and of itself um, really typically tells you quite a bit about a guy. But to have successful stops at Pittsburgh, I think it was Minnesota. I, it, it is so it's Pittsburgh, and then Minnesota, and then to Texas. And then to drop 2,000 points to be part of the 2,000-point club. And then to be on the wooden watch list, it's just, okay. It's good for that kid that, that things have kind of come around for him. But then you have somebody else like a, a Timmy Allen. And when you have somebody that's six foot ten, 210 pounds, who was an all-pack 12 performer at Utah, comes to Texas, you're going to get a lot of the same. Uh, Dylan Desue, he's somebody we've been seeing for a little bit, right? But again, he's another one, 6'10", 225, 230. And mind you, we might have to do this without Musisi. I really, really hope not. Uh, he could practice today. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on it. But you know, he could. I, imagine how difficult this task is with Musisi. And then imagine how difficult a task it is without Musisi. But if you're talking about banging down low, if we can, if we can keep the fouls at a minimum, I think somebody like a, a Tyreek Smith is going to suit. Just, just fine down low. Matter of fact, I think Tyreek Smith would give them a long day. This is going to be a fun one for him. And then you, you know, Caleb Asbury. Uh, this is something that he's he's been tuned into. He's got a lot of family and friends coming to the game because this is the one that he's had circled for quite some time in Gallagher Iba. So expect the sharp shooting aspects to maybe come out of him a little bit more. But we do have to defensively show up and show out because Sir um, Sir Jabari. Rice is a shooter. And we've. They've got them all over. When you're dropping 103 points and you're averaging well over the 80s and. You know, you're your, your top top ten in America, sniffing top five. They were number one. Uh, number two, Houston's kind of still in that mix. Again, the Big 12 now and the Big 12 later is going to be crazy. But they've got a, a tremendous amount of talent that we're going to have to shut down. John Michael Wright seems to be much more comfortable kind of running the show per se now. Bryce Thompson and Avery Anderson both look like they're doing much better off of pick and roll or off of the dribble. Uh, Or off of just, you know, penetration and dish. That's the objective. But the thing of it is, is the Big 12, by and large, is a very, very salty defensive conference. So scoring 100 points, it's not going to happen, you know, all the time in the Big 12. But they're the most offensively balanced team that we've probably faced thus far. And that is saying something with how many top five teams we've already played but it's still a game that we can we can get into it's still a game that we can we can take the w out of if we have Musa Cisse obviously that helps tremendously but even with Caleb Boone and Tyreek Smith and and Bernard Kuma could even get a little bit of pt here right if our defense shows up against their offense we Definitely, definitely have the the capability to to get this W. It's the name of the game. The Big 12's good at defense, and Texas has already proven they can score on anybody. So this is going to be the defensive task of the season up to this point, for sure. You know, I think at UConn, we showed showed ourselves pretty well. And this season as a whole, we're just... the, The name of the game has been this close, this close, this close. So... Is this an opportunity that we kind of step over the hill? I think so. I hope so. Regardless, I love the fact that Mike Boynton is who he is. He's the man that he is. Again, he talked about recruiting, and he is right. Could you imagine if we got Oklahoma State media available constantly, 24-7, on the coast? And maybe this doesn't exactly count as media, but nonetheless... The objective is to get Oklahoma State and the Big 12 all across the country because we are fighting an uphill battle. It is very clear by the football TV numbers and the basketball RPI, shrink the schedule and all that fun jazz, at this very moment, the Big 12 has something to show for it. TCU, thank you. The Big 12 is the next conference in line. And we have the opportunity to to put another stamp on it. So everybody, I, I ain't got no purple i got to find some. We'll get a purple out. We'll we'll cheer for TCU. Because, again, it's it's more about the Big 12. The better the success that the Big 12 has, um, obviously, the more that, that we're going to be noticed. But that's why it's also important to stay relevant in the Big 12. That's why it's also important to stay at the front of the Big 12. Basketball, it can equal better classes. If we can fill up Galgaraiba, better classes. I mean, he's already pulling in top, top 11, top 12, top 10 type of classes. Right now, Mike Boynton is. Imagine what Mike Boynton could do if this was something that was talked about all across the country. Guys, so, so again, that's that's the, object, the objective. Is to get this stuff to as many people as we can. To inject as much orange Kool-Aid as we can all across the country. Because we've earned it. We deserve it. And even if you want to talk about football, I know things aren't great in football, but if you want some good news, it does appear as though somebody like a Bren Presley Um, is is more inclined right now to come back, which is, that's big. That's really, really big. For that to be the case, that means conversations have to be happening. And they have to be good conversations. Now, is it going to be too little too late on some players? It is. Is it too little too late on some of the players that have entered the portal? No, it's not. Like, we can still reel a couple of these guys back in. We just got to make some things happen. And even if we announce publicly, like we should make a public announcement or even BP, if that's the case, if it is true, and he really is deciding that he's leaning towards coming back, then something like that would help tremendously. You're also hearing some reports from a gentleman who put out a tweet yesterday, I think it was, that was very accurate about Oklahoma State having a a financial deal still left over with Ben Pickens. It was just tied up in some litigation. He was spot on on that. I actually did not know it was still tied up. I, I thought it was still available to us. So when people talk about NIL and Oklahoma State not being financially competitive, I've been saying that's not true. We still have some of Boone's money. I didn't realize it was completely tied up in li- litigation. But that's good news, right? The Brennan Presley thing. Hopefully it's good news. And then you hear um, somebody, the same guy, put out information this morning that Spencer Sanders doesn't like to watch film or practice. Now, I have never heard anything negative about the film side of things whatsoever. And I found that unbelievable because somebody in the offensive staff would know that. Whether it be Coach Dunn or Coach Dickey or Coach Gundy, somebody would be aware of Spencer Sanders not doing film whatsoever. I mean, heck, the other quarterbacks would know. So I don't see that. Now, the practice thing, I mean, practice? We're talking we talk about practice? Just like Alan Iverson said, when you've done it that often, does Spencer really need a crap ton of reps? I mean, obviously, he needs to be heavily involved in the game planning and the offensive side of things. But, I, I mean, heck, let's just pretend that if he thought he had a little bit more say or if he thought that the offense was going to be potentially explosive – Maybe he does put in a little bit more time, if that's even true. I have not heard anything about him being lacking in the film department. Um, again, I find that hard to believe because I mean you'll cover for your buddy, but some things you just can't, you can't you can't cover for time in the film room. You cannot cover up what you what keys you see that, that tells you the difference between whether this is going to be his own coverage or a man coverage, or if they're blitzing or if they're dropping back. You know what I mean? All of those things, you need to be able to see the the keys from the other team to know that that's going to be taking place. So, again, you could argue that Spencer has 40 picks, so maybe he isn't the most prepared in the world. Maybe. But, again, I think that that's, that's news that would be too hard to keep under wraps for this long. Again, the practice thing, can you blame the man? Would you love practice after five years? Would you love practice after TCU game, knowing that um, you're basically just going to do the same thing every game, whether it works or it doesn't work? Again, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's very viable that Spencer didn't prepare in the film room. Um, I find it very viable, and it makes some sense that he didn't need to do all of the practice reps, especially when you're dealing with some injuries. And then let's just face it, coupled in the back of your mind, if you know that you're about to go do the same thing all the time, and you're gonna you you know that it might work, but it might not work. And if it doesn't work, you're not gonna adjust anything. You're not gonna do anything to fix it. Would you want to go to practice either? Would you want to risk hurting yourself a little bit more just to go to practice and do the same things that equal the same things, and then go the next you know weekday and do it again, and then go on game day and do it again? And then wonder why you have a subpar record. I just I don't buy that. I don't buy that part. Some of it I could see. Some of it there's no way. There's just in, in today's age of football, you you can't get by um, you know, just not taking the the film session seriously. But we haven't uh we haven't heard any news on quarterback you know, I, 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 we've already discussed the wide receiver issue that needs to be addressed. But clearly, a conversation with Bren Presley going in the right direction hopefully means we're in the right direction. Can we still reel some of this in? Yes, we can. We've got some stuff to save, but it's all salvageable, I guess is the, the correct terminology. It's more than salvageable. Guys, our talent level is still absolutely ludicrous. Who would have thought we'd have had this many problems, this level of issue, and have 12 freshmen starting at at various points in the season and losing that many starters during the season, and we still win seven games. So we won seven games in spite of our coaches. We won seven games in spite of the turmoil that was going around. We won seven games in spite of... The differentiation between what we should call and what we know we're going to call—I wouldn't want to practice that much either. If I knew what we were going to call, and so did the defense. What's the point? It's just—it's wild to me. But uh, you know what? Well, we're going to shift a little, get a little bit again here. Yet, um, I think everybody should should be verily bought into in to J.C. Hoyt and women's basketball. Um we had a, our first bad performance and then we we followed it up with our first road loss in the Big 12. State of Kansas has got something figured out, y'all. They're pretty salty in women's and men's sports at the moment. I that that I'm not a big fan of, right? The state of Oklahoma should be far and away bigger than the state of Kansas in sports 24/7 every year. So this is a this is an odd dynamic shift. for for the state cause uh, recently. But uh, we can continue our success over Texas, hopefully. Um, I still still firmly believe in J.C. Hoyt. Guys, this is a team that was pegged to end up getting ninth in the Big 12. And we know how to score. Putting up points is not an issue. Uh, Defensively, I guess maybe we got some things to work on. But we're in a better spot right now than we were at any point in time, the last two years combined in women's basketball. That's just a fact. Heck, we've already won more games or as many games this year as we did all year uh, last year. So I I think things are fine there. And then we definitely got to give kudos out to wrestling. So we'll talk a little wrestling. Uh, We, we win the Southern scuffle, which is traditionally a very big tournament guys. This has been going back and forth for a decade between Oklahoma State, Penn State, Oklahoma State, Penn State, Oklahoma State, Penn State, for the most part. And, you know, John Smith, unlike Gundy, much like Mike Boynton, is very open and very honest and very transparent on what's wrong, who's overweight, who showed up overweight, how they can fix it, if they can't fix it, the disappointments in the season, right? It's been known for a while that, as a technician, John Smith is a legend, right? He's still, to this day, Probably the most legendary um, wrestler of all time, other than maybe Kale Sanderson. And you know the, the the point scoring thing has changed over time. Not changed. It's just it's adapted. It's game. Kale Sanderson set the world on its head, right? Because we owned wrestling, and you know he found a way to get Penn State better recruiting and score points. Score points. Score points. Score points. Score points. Score points. Score points, score points. We're not a big point scoring team. We never, ever, ever, ever have been for the most part. We're technically sound. We do things the right way. But he does talk about how our inability to get off a of bottom has been a problem for a few years now. And po- and scoring points has been a problem. So, you know, he's addressing it. He's trying to fix it. But he's, he's also very honest about where we're at right now. Uh, we suffered through a lot of crap last season. Last season was our worst year in in his entire tenure. And this season, we haven't started so hot. But he's also been able to kind of uh, explain why some of the issues are the way that they are, and I'm appreciative for that. We've got three or four guys that are wrestling up multiple weight classes or at least one weight class just to kind of keep uh, keep everything rocking and rolling. So we're not going to get off bottom – a crap ton. It appears we're getting better at it. We're not going to score a crap ton of points. It, it's just it's going to be a it's going to be a rough season. Not in a bad way per se, but I'm saying the wrestlers are going to rough wrestle it all up, and the scores are going to be close. We're not going to get a lot of tech falls, major decisions, pins. It's going to be a lot of a lot of decisions, and like in Bedlam. You know, we we showed that we can come back and, um, you know, we can rise from the ashes. We've also completely pooped the bed. But you're seeing the improvement, and that's, you know, that's basically all John Smith is asking for, is constant improvement, and you're seeing that. Um, like last year, uh, Master Giovanni, Trevor Master Giovanni, he couldn't get off bottom. He can now. He's not great at it. He still, you know, he still needs to work on it. You're trying to prevent giving up the riding time. Uh, But for some of the wrestling things, like to to put in context, uh, one of the other things that's kind of becoming a hot topic is the medical um, forfeiture. Now, uh, John Smith's been very public um, with us in regards to that. He doesn't like it. He thinks that there should be a penalty system, and there should be. And for those wondering like, okay, what, what, what does that entirely mean? I, I can use an example. So my brother wrestled at university of Wisconsin lacrosse and they went and wrestled. Um, it was a, I don't know if it was a duel or tournament. I can't remember what they were doing, but I remember him calling me. He's like, dude, I get to wrestle Kale Sanderson and he's a true freshman. And I was like, well, how I thought you weren't starting. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, our starters, uh, he's going to do a injury forfeiture type thing. And it's, why it's to keep his record good. That's all it was. It's all it was about. The the dude knew he couldn't beat Kel Sanderson and he didn't want to mess up his record for future tournament seating. So he let my brother wrestle Kale Sanderson. And, um, yeah, it, it didn't, obviously didn't go well. I remember him, him calling me later. He was like, dude, I didn't get pinned. And I was like, that's awesome, man. You wrestled Kel Sanderson. I think it was a major decision, but he didn't get pinned. And, um, yeah, so I just, I remember him having to explain that to me, and I was like, why would your starter purposely sit out? And he was like, because he's going to lose. And I was like, yeah, but, but maybe not. My brother was like, yeah, no, he's going to lose. It's Kale Sanderson. I was like, yeah, but if he beats Kale Sanderson, then doesn't that catapult him and his future, like, instantaneously? Right? Crazy things happen, but my brother's like, yeah, there's no way. So that's the only direct comparison I can have, to put it in, in perspective. But if a guy, you know, like John Smith said, he wins his match, jogs off the match, no problem. And then all of a sudden they come tell you that guy's injured. Nine times out of ten, it's crap. Not always. Okay, maybe eight times out of ten. And the dude is just trying to save face. He's wrestling somebody he's unaware of, yada, 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 wants to, you know, keep his record intact for conference play or the end of the season for, for tournament rankings. And there's I evidently, you know, you don't get a negative reaction out of that. So John Smith, among others, are starting to push that you should be, it should be counted as a loss if you take um, the medical forfeiture, just period. It should be. There should not be a reward system for you purposely quitting or failing or giving up or giving in. We don't do that, thank goodness. Um, But you can tell it's an irritation and it should be, It, it should be something that, it's looked at when it comes tournament seeding time. Because we're not going to do ourselves any favors by not being able to score a lot of points when it comes to the NCAA tournament. So maybe that'll be something that helps, um, helps the playing field. We'll see. We'll see if the NCAA or, or any governing body does anything about it. It won't happen this year. But, you know, John Smith did give a little bit of um, hope that maybe the committees that do the rankings will start looking more a little bit into that just look at how many times this guy purposely keep his record intact and in skirt competition because it's 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 visible and it's not going to stop unless you start taking you know away from some of these dudes if there's some negative repercussion for 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 doing that then maybe you obviously won't do it now granted if there's medical issues different story but if there's not it should be something that is is looked at differently so it starts preventing a little bit more of it but anyways Wrestling is it, it's fun this season because every match, for the most part, is going to be a good one. You know, Dayton Fix, obviously, is somebody who's going to put on a show, but by and large, most of the roster, uh, it's going to be decisions. There are going to be those matches that doesn't look like a lot's going on, and then you're waiting for some mad scramble, or it could be something super simplistic, just going off a variety of riding time or getting out of riding time to to make the the points differentiate. But, you know, we've we've worked a lot harder than the last season. All of the wrestlers have talked about it. John Smith's even talked about it. So this season, it's been kicked up a notch. And, and it seems as though they are just adopting that mentality of we're going to have to battle. We're not as talented as we used to be. We're not the Oklahoma State of old that has all of the top guys that we want for the most part. This is a different team. This is a scrappy team. This is a fighting team. So doesn't that equal maybe we should give a little bit more support because John Smith is recognizing the problems. He is openly discussing them. And as we prepare against Oregon State, it's against another uh, former Cowboy with a former Cowboy son on, on the roster. So it, it's going to be pretty pretty cool. We have Mark Munoz's son on the roster for Oregon State, which is Chris Pendleton, uh, but a bunch of former Cowboys. Uh, so it'll be an orange and black, orange and black matchup, OSU, OSU matchup with former OSU wrestlers, ironically enough. So the, the storylines are pretty cool for this one. Um, and the fact that we've embraced this this just work for it and, and, and try to get her done and be scrappy, be tough, be mean, and fight it out mentality, it's fun to watch. And again, just like how open and transparent Jason Hoyt is, how transparent Mike Boynton is, how transparent John Smith is, They just let you know how it is and what what needs to happen to fix it. And that's a breath of fresh air. And we're greatly appreciative of it. So, thank you, John Smith. Thank you, J.C. Hoyt. Thank you, Mike Boynton. Thank you to everybody that's already said you were going to watch the Texas game tomorrow in Gallagher-Iba. And thank you to those who are now going to make that journey. Because it'll be worth the price of admission. It'll be worth the price in gas. No, No questions asked. That kind of experience in galgariba again, it's not just a game to watch. It can be an experience. It is an experience. So we need to try to offer that at, at every turn that we can. And with how disastrous some of the football news has been recently, probably not a bad idea to inject a little bit of galgariba in your veins. A little extra Kool Aid, a little extra galgariba a little bit more Mike Mike Boynton. Help the recruiting class because there will be people there. Help out. Let's show up. Let's show out. And and let's hopefully we take down. Number six, Texas in Galgraba. So until tomorrow, do a post game. Um, that's all I got. And unless we do have an emergency show later, which hopefully not, unless it's a good one. So, anyways, as always, I love you all. God bless. Go, pokes. And we will do this again later. Thank you very much for making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. All right, y'all.